and again, we kind of talked about that last season uh, with his, like, that. that's where we hope Rampart is going, and I'm so delighted that it seems that he is going that Hopes way. and prayers He's, that he becomes unhinged. Hopes and prayers out to the <laughs> mental ha- illness of Charlie Rampart. <laughs> Good, the Bad, and the Batch. I'm Julia. And I'm Becca. We're best friends and lifelong Star Wars fans, and this is a Star Wars The Bad Batch fan cast. And this time, we're starting <laughs> season two, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we're reviewing the first two um, episodes that we got. <laughs> the fresh, hot episodes the right out the fresh, oven. Fresh, hot, and sexy episodes. It's been a few days, so um, probably a fresh lot Fresh for us. It's fresh for our eyes. Um, but our yeah, papers. Spoils of War and Ruins of War. One of many two-parters that we're going to get this season. Yeah. Which, Many two-parters. Which, to be fair, for context, uh, it's Jennifer Corbett, right? Is yes. her last name posted on her Twitter. Just all of the season uh, episode names. And then, mm-hmm. so we're getting a, a two-episode premiere, premiere, mid-season, and finale. Yes. So we here at our lovely podcast will be having some two-part episodes. Um, all right. Do we want to just jump on in? Let's jump on in. So, <sighs> plots, right? We talked a lot about plots last season. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing. Well, that's what shows are, <laughs> is plots. <laughs> Hopefully. I was, was going to say, um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, you have to have plots or else it's just vibes. And I'm like, some movies have tried to do that. <laughs> I mean, the only other thing that I would say successfully does that is like being puppycat, which is oh, like. Oh, I didn't say it was successful that most movies have done No, this, no, no, no. They've tried. It's fully not. But like yeah. vibes wise, there's some things they're just not good. But being this puppycat is, is just like you want to uh, get high yeah. and sit on your couch and yeah. just like enjoy yourself. Yeah. That's um, a very peaceful high. Yeah. Um, but this isn't that because it's Star Wars. Um, <laughs> plot heavy. It's it's plot heavy. We're having a lot of mature conversations in this already, which I'm. I don't know. Again, it feels just like one of those little signals of like we understand that like the people who are watching this are not exclusively children, which like we've talked about a lot is really great. But yeah, I, I would, even if it, it is for children, like you're you're able to kind of broach. Not that like yeah, not yeah, that yeah. cartoons should replace like parenting or good conversations that children have with the adults in their life but like it's a good entry point of like let's talk about colonization and what happens and you know theft of people and stuff and land and 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 yeah uh that's a great point i i don't know i i guess that's like a a good way to like adapt what we were talking about last season because like a i appreciate that like essentially we're saying that like this show isn't just for kids and also though that like we're wanting to start these conversations younger Mm -hmm. and like helping people understand that like not everything is peachy and to like ask those questions and i truly just don't know how you would like the way that star wars has sort of come into it's like a renaissance in the last like five years or so um like the place that we're at and the fact that we're like very highly and heavily in this um rebel era kind of thing like that just a lot i mean obviously the the new movies are are that and i don't know that you could have a show like this and just not talk about this stuff yeah, like it yeah. would feel very i think that's what would make feel it nope that's <laughs> <laughs> make it feel it <laughs> if you make it you feel it um heard it here first <laughs> that's what makes it feel less juvenile yeah and more like oh okay yeah you're really dealing with real world consequences that have been happening and you can't really ignore them yeah it also is interesting because i feel like and that is the first time i'm gonna say that out of the hundred thousand times i'm gonna say that my catchphrase (laughs) i think it's interesting that dot 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 um but i do think it's interesting that the original star wars movies obviously came out in the late 70s and like there were obviously a lot more they were less subtle yeah but like i think they still probably had a similar impact of like this is somewhat related or was related to like a real world context to be fair that's pretty significant in sci-fi across the board yeah um i do just like that we are seeing uh yeah like you said kind of a in understanding or like uh almost said rekindling but it just it just feels like we're going back and focusing again on like this is star wars and it's sci-fi but like let's also take time to talk about like you know quasi real world connotations of things like colonization and like the effect that war has on people and like again surprisingly mature t- 
topics mm-hmm. for this show. And I like that they did it. I mean, they did it really well, really smoothly. And it didn't have to be like, I mean, they didn't go into like a lot of context, but it was like enough to start a conversation. It feels so consistent um, with the first season in that like, I mean, not that they touched on a lot of these topics in the first season, but it feels consistent with the conversations that people have in the first season vis-a-vis not giving too much like it's almost like you as the viewer want them all to spill their guts right yeah and i think the like most most important lesson of writing and like dialogue and like uh angstier like emotional conversations is that you shouldn't do that like the characters should like not say what they mean to say straight and clearly like they should basically have like this barrier between that because i think it builds like tension tension and like you know they're just doing this so well where like they do have we do have closure and we do have these topics brought up but it's not like i don't know it doesn't leave us kind of like well yeah you said everything and now i don't really want to like think about that moment yeah, anymore. i'm not asking anymore yeah yeah it has a way of i don't know and i was trying to think about this too of just um where is there any place in clone wars where like we talk about this topic and i can't remember anything specifically to be fair it's like been a minute since i've been watching clone wars episodes but uh i don't know this just feels kind of like a fresh take on it and i feel like even in the context of clone wars uh, a lot of the subjects that could have been spun to like hey let's have a quick moment where we understand the concept of like colonization and like taking of resources Mm -hmm. uh it was kind of more spun to like the separatists are the bad guys and like the jedi are the good guys and it was more about like a conflict between people than it was about like let's talk about like all of the other rippling effects of war in these places like they kind of brought it up in certain i'm sure they have i'm just not remembering a specific point yeah and i mean like the complications of war and what i think they brought up but it was kind of just like war is complicated anyway next episode yeah (laughs) it's hard too i think with and we've talked about this in our last season a lot of how bad batch is really refreshing because they aren't using uh the jedi and the force almost as like a crutch in things yes and i feel like that's oftentimes in other star wars properties where it ends up going and then it feels like it really really undercuts like a greater message I, I was going to bring that up when you were talking about the um, original trilogy because they do, like, there is a clear, like, I mean, they're space Nazis, right? They're I mean, straight that's up what, space That's Nazis, what it's based yeah, on, yeah. of course. Um, but, like, at the same time, beyond that, like, heavy symbolism and, like, okay, clearly they're space Nazis, like, there isn't a lot of, like, it, it's yeah. mostly f- uh, focused on the characters and, like, Luke's journey and all these things. Like, yeah. there's not that much. Just the basic hero's journey. World. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that Joseph Campbell <laughs> shit. Um... <laughs> Oh, yes. So the original series or the original trilogy uh, being less like a commentary on like Nazism and like war yeah, and yeah. imperialism and more like that's sort of the backdrop. And clearly those are the villains. You're not supposed to like root for them unless mm-hmm. you're fucked up, I guess. But like- <laughs> <laughs> Unless you yourself are a Nazi. Yeah, which get out. Um- <laughs> you're not allowed to be here. Like it focused more on like Luke's hero hero's journey and his thing. And like, I mean, it did a good job of ex- establishing... Um, the world of star wars sure. um and i think the next point that i was going to make was the fact that i don't know if it's just the budget or the renaissance that star wars has gone through but like i feel like we're really getting to explore the world as like real life consequences and like it's it, the world of star wars feels so much bigger yeah. i mean yeah. in these episodes we get fucking cargo transport uh, yes I, my beloved it's like tow truck part two yeah so amazing they give us we high fives see- every time we get to see like some sort of big <laughs> truck vehicle but space yeah exactly uh yeah no to be fair when i was talking about original trilogy more more throwing it a bone because like, no I yeah don't i know fully... i know why you brought it yeah, up, yeah 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 uh like it's fine but again like i think we're seeing kind of like cooler well it's like that's now. where we started and here's where we are like how, how it started journey. how's it going yeah how it started how's it going um, um anyway so to bring that all back is that, around is that what it, how's it going no it's not <laughs> how how it's going how how's you doing <laughs> fine um <laughs> to bring it all back around to plots and what we are talking about yeah, let's talk, uh, i think let's we already about. have like kind of an interesting we've been given some interesting shit well, we, we've kind plot of and thematically carried already. on our, like, A plot, which is, I guess, fair to say that it's probably, like, the whole series is... As a plot, whole? Right? It's how, like how are these an, uh, people going plot. to survive? Like, it's just, like, 
not Omega the character, but just sort of the biggest overarching plot you can get, which yeah. is just these characters being alive. Being alive, yeah. yeah. That's uh, sort of your basest plot here. Yeah, so I guess uh, last season, our A plot was kind of just like, the Batch figuring out how to survive in a changing world, right? They're trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to adapt to these new things that are happening. Um, and I think in the top of this season, we've retained the like, they kind of know who they are now. They're still working for Sid. Yeah. Um, they're still pulling they seem jobs. To be happy in that they situation. Seem to be, yeah. Or just like, okay. Yeah. And what really uh, like made me uh, think that mostly was um, when Sid proposes this job about like, you know, going to get the, the, the Count Dooku war, war chest, which like, I cannot believe all this shit was in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Wild to we me. saw like <laughs> one room in his house ever. And it, I guess well, wasn't the treasure part of it. <laughs> it was the weird meditation with a floor <laughs> elevator in it. It's um, like horrible office. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that people ever came into his office and were just like, hey, Duke, I need to get your approval on this. And then he just like doesn't want to talk to them. He just shoots down the floor <laughs> elevator and they're like, God damn. They're it. like, oh, OK, they're I'll like, come back later. Then. All right, I'll leave these on your desk, I guess. <laughs> Um, anyway they, they feel really established in who they are now yeah. um not only like visually the they've got kind of cobbled together armor now like they're kind of adapting in that way mm -hmm. but also when sid uh, proposes this hunter's just like no we're not doing that and it's not like he's not hesitant about it he's not he's just like you know what that's too risky and i'm saying no i mean obviously they do go but yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> which we could talk about later because yeah. i think that's fun but but i i appreciate that he's just like no I know what we're about and like I, I've kind of figured it out and like that's too risky and yeah, we're not, it's not getting worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, uh, yeah, I do like that. So we have that. I mean, and as I was kind of saying, I think that's just kind of that's just the show. That's yeah. just the premise for the show, Yeah, uh, which is great that we're keeping that consistent because obviously, I mean, going into these two episodes, it feels the same as the last season. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel like a huge weird thing. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like time has passed, but like it doesn't feel like we are we feel uncomfortable with these characters again. Yeah. And I think mostly because it's just pretty consistent, but I will say, and we talked about this during the episode, I think the A plot is going to sort of transform just from surviving to, I think the main sort of like interpersonal conflict here is going to be like, do we do things just to survive and thrive right. for us? Or are we going to go essentially along echoes, like line of morality and understanding? And are we going to become, are we going to fight back against the Empire? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of his previous characterization really paying off here. Yeah. Um, because now he's almost like, not militant, but he's very like, he's I'm going to say my guns. piece and I'm going to yeah. talk about it. And like, I really feel strongly about this. And like, you know, it's not a, um, again, it's not like a crosshair thing where like we really have different opinions and thoughts about how like we need to interact with the world at large like that. But it's still like, I'm not happy with what we're doing here and I would like it to go in this direction. Hunter's like, I, I don't know about that yeah. because, you know, whatever. I, and I like that it's, it doesn't necessarily feel, I mean, like when we talked about this in last season's episodes, because obviously this came up between Echo and Hunter previously in like smaller ways, but like, I, I like that it's not, such a big deal that it feels like oh like maybe they're gonna split up yeah. like it doesn't necessarily feel like that like they're at some point their difference of ideology is gonna come to a head in this season it for feels sure. less like they're like straight up like fist fighting and yeah, more like they're having like, an arm wrestling competition it just kind of feels like they need to have like a conversation about like who they are and maybe you know obviously as episodes go on we're gonna figure they're gonna figure out like more of like yeah. what they want for their lives now that they have autonomy yeah uh and they're in a place where they can choose mm -hmm. Yeah, so, like, I, I like that we kind of have, like, the inklings of that in these, like, first two episodes, and it feels yeah. like a strong thing, um, and I really like, I mean, because, okay, so in our last season, our B and C plots were, like, Crosshair, and then C plot was the Empire, mm -hmm. right? Um, I like that, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting in these two episodes when we're going to see either Crosshair mm -hmm. or Admiral Charles Rampart. Yes. Charlie. Which, Charlie, which is what why we call him, well, we don't, it's a long story, it doesn't matter. Um, we call him Charlie. Um <laughs> His name, because his name is Charles. Because his name is Charles. We're Rampart. manifesting yeah. it. Hashtag. Um, but I was waiting for one of them to show up, and I'm really glad that it was it was Rampart at mm -hmm. the end. Um, and we're this we I don't know I like that we got like a little inkling of like oh yeah don't forget about the empire obviously like we still have a, a point of view and like some things are happening right so yeah. I'm like it, it definitely is like baiting us to be interested in more which I think is obviously just like a smart move. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I'm kind of glad it was just like a little tidbit at the end. I'm glad it was just a little tidbit because I love them setting the tone of this. It's just like, it's mostly about the patch. Like, I think the tone that was set in the last season pilot was very much like this division between the crosshair and the rest of them. And like, that was a huge conflict. Um, And obviously it will pop up again because he's in the trailer. And of course we have not seen the last of of him. Um, And that conflict is still there. Honestly, I am more interested because they didn't show crosshair in these two episodes. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think that's way more enticing than giving people what they want right away. Oh, truly. Because it's It's a little tease. It is a little tease. (laughs) And again, it's like we're seeing Rampart and he's telling us interesting information, which we'll get to when we get to it. Let me say, I love him more now than I ever have. I mean, we talked about this in our last season but he seems like he's becoming slightly more unhinged. I'm so excited. Um, which is fan-fucking-tastic. Um, it's just <laughs> such good storytelling. Like, he's such a good villain character. It, it's, it's. I mean, again, we say this all the time, but fucking props to everybody who wrote <laughs> and worked on this show. to everyone <laughs> No, it's just like, I, I don't know that I've seen storytelling like this in a really long-ass time. Fuck yeah. It's so good. Especially, I mean, like, in tv in animated yeah. tv and like i don't know like again as someone who uh loves animation with my whole heart it makes me very happy to see dedication to just this good shit <laughs> very good shit um so yeah so our our a plot still kind of the the bad trying to survive and figure out who they are and potentially with an incoming conflict with an incoming conflict are we going to be self-preserving or are we going to use what we have Altruistic. to help everyone else yeah, yeah. Um, and we do, I mean, I think they, again, I, w- I think I was saying, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Um, the tone that was set in these two episodes is very like, there's the batch and there's the empire. Like we kind of off the bat get imperial and batch. Like yeah. we don't really have any kind of, um, you know, crosshair type, uh, Who's divergences like in the middle. or like a like, hauser or something. Yeah. Because they have figured out who they are. Yeah. Um, they, they know who they are now that they are not part of the Republic's army. Um, so now it's kind of just like setting these two up as not, not opposing forces because the batch, I mean, obviously the rebellion is going to come in here, uh, at some point, like that's kind of where they're heading. Yeah. Um, but they are kind of diametrically opposed, I suppose. Yeah. For the for the the storytelling narrative purposes, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you want to talk about anything specifically? Shall we sort of go through the apps? Um, <laughs> let's yeah. Let's just go through. Like first, I want to know what, what what were your feelings and thoughts opening up this episode. Um, uh, I was delighted by this opening scene yes. in the first in the first episode in It Spoils of War. I think. Um, I think they just did a really good job at again refamiliarizing us with the characters that we have mm-hmm. but also like kind of updating them for this season so like i like that we're seeing omega be kind of more teenaged than child in well this. And here's the thing i'm pretty sure only like a few months have passed because yeah. it's still the same it's still 19 bby oh, i thought you were just saying 1989 <laughs> <laughs> it's still 1989 <laughs> yeah, it's in 80s. star wars <laughs> yeah yeah so i i really loved this first scene i think it had the right amount of humor to it Mm -hmm. i like that it kind of opened on levity and we weren't immediately shot into like essentially the the, i don't know world ending doom and gloom of like the season finale of of one um and i like yeah so it was it was fun i don't know i like how colorful it is i love that like they're just i don't know it was kind of I feel like it represents the show and like how bright and how I don't know fun and bouncy it kind of is as like a narrative and like yeah I like seeing our characters again in their context. I they like that really yes. could have picked any because like the whole point of this opening scene was that like uh, to establish like Omega's uh, grown up a little bit and yeah. like she's becoming more savvy and like she's um, also like kind of doing a school thing. She's doing school with Professor Tech, <laughs> um, but like meanwhile, like they're still doing jobs, they're still making money and all that stuff, and like they really could have picked anything. Like could they could have been in a battle in space or like whatever. Yeah. Um, but I love that the they have decided that like no, we're gonna use these little moments to like show you fun parts of star wars world (laughs) it feels i don't know again it always feels like a breath of fresh air the show because it just Mm -hmm. it's fun to watch it's fun to experience and i feel like they are including like important characterization things into these fun scenes so Mm -hmm. like i love that you know we have this fun interaction between like tech and omega and she's like studying and also like fishing and whatever Mm -hmm. and like i don't know she's showing a little bit more like spunk and like obviously like 
capability in battle situations but i like that she almost like and this comes up in the next episode she's showing a lot more like independence Mm -hmm. and like i like that in that we're kind of clued into like oh yeah she's kind of pushing more towards teenager and so her choices are going to be more towards that kind of like rebellious like questioning thing yeah um i don't know and like the batch is still the batch i think that was like fun to see too especially with the three that are running down the beach and just having echo be like we went over this plan like so many times yeah. and then every- i also love like animation note i fucking love that he falls and eats it in the water <laughs> yeah, like that's bring that so up. funny it's very um good. it's just like again it it just makes them feel like people yeah it makes the world feel like dimensional and real and like i love the um almost like clone clone war-esque banter between them yeah because like i mean that's something i've always loved about clone wars but like yeah it's just like it's a great dynamic fun opening scene there are giant monster crabs which i fucking love yeah again it's beautiful they were like (laughs) we're gonna just have fun with the scenery here and the weird creatures and like uh, the big trees make it fun while we establish all of this yeah information and you know reintroduce you back to these characters also i love that there's not really like exposition here to be (laughs) exposition 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 here um because i don't know like we don't really need it but it's not like they're like it's been five months since you know i love it. again just- i love a show that just throws you into it and it's just like we give you the clues you need to figure it out yeah. like it, it feels very like okay you're trusting the audience with some level of uh worse you're smart and you can figure it out like yeah. it's also just not that important like it's not like we left off on a huge cliffhanger of like yeah, you know, and and now we're cutting to like fifteen years later, and they need we need to know that it's been that amount of time. Yeah, like yeah. what would that even serve the purpose of? Also, it'd you be know? like just a weird choice to do that. But it yeah, it, I like that. I don't even think really that they like in the dialogue are like we have to get this shit back to Sid. Like they don't explain what cargo they're getting. No, they don't. It's not explain. Important. I don't think that it's for Sid because we know all these things. Yeah. and like I it, again, I think that adds to like the comfortability and the like smooth transitionness of just being like oh, of course they're doing a job for Sid. Even and of course you... it's gone wrong. Because like, <laughs> yeah, that's always how it goes. Yeah. Even if you were watching this for the first time with like a friend that really likes this, but you don't know shit about it. It's like, you figure you figure out who they're doing the job for in the next fucking scene. Like, it's yeah. not like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just, I love this show because it doesn't take extra stupid time to do unnecessary it exposition. cuts out every unnecessary thing. Yeah, like even, okay, so the next scene, mm-hmm. if we can jump to that. Yes. Okay, so the next scene where they just like go back to Ord Mantell. I don't think yeah. they ever say the fucking name Ord Mantell. No. It doesn't matter. Like it, uh, we don't explain, you mentioned this, AZ is just there. He's serving drinks. I mean, <laughs> I, he's my favorite. I love him. I love actually that there is no huge like reunion yeah. of like i mean like it, it was kind of a, a a sad like he he ran out of battery but like as we know he did a you um, can charge droids again it's not like what's the oh what's the mars rover that we all love opportunity, opportunity and my baby and spirit yeah good for them um it, it's not like i don't know it, it, droid death in that fashion is kind of just like i mean it was it, it served it was, its purpose and it was like poignant and yeah. like tragic in a way but like not in the way that like oh he's gone forever um yeah and i love the idea that they're just like yeah he's here and maybe yeah, obviously he'll be in other episodes but like it's not we're not gonna have this huge moment of like fan service or like yeah. just like I don't know. It's enough that like he's there and he has his function now and like okay, I'm going to yeah. you know, check, check that, that away box. in my in my brain. Now yeah. I know that. Great. Thank you. Move on. Yeah. And I like that it's not even like like he says his whole designation because that's what AZ does, <laughs> yeah. but like it's not like, "Oh, do you remember AZ, your friend droid?" <laughs> like it, there's no stupid dialogue like that. I love it. They just put their shit down. They're like, yeah. "We're just going to go talk to Sid right now." Because they've gotten in the groove of this. They understand what they're doing. Like this is their job. This is yeah. what they do. Yeah. And I love that like again, we're not going to baby the viewer because they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And like everyone has a brain use it. And but <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. The schmucks are there too. Yeah, the um, schmucks. Az, we have the whole house back together. Yeah, it's great. And like we don't need to milk it, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we I'm, do get introduced to a new character yes. who's voiced by Wanda Sykes. We I'm get very introduced excited about. to Wanda Sykes, uh, <laughs> whose name is Fee. Either Genoa, Genoa is what I say, but let's just Genoa. say Genoa, Genoa, <laughs> Genoa, like the region in Italy. Anyway, or the salami, or the salami that comes from the region in Italy. <laughs> um, she's cool. I hope she's Sid's girlfriend. I wanted to say that on, on the recording because I said yeah. it 18 times when we were watching yes. this. 
Uh, I do Please. like that she flirts with tech, uh, just a skosh. I it's love very funny to that me. interaction because I love that she's, I don't know, like it's again the kind of humor of this show too. It made me crack up so much when she was just like, these are the clones that you're talking about. I thought clones were supposed to look the same. And they're like, you're too big, you're too small, and you've got a tattoo on your face. Like that's a genetic <laughs> I, feature. Yeah. That- and I love that she's like, what's subtle about that? And I'm just like, thank you, Wanda Sykes. <laughs> Because I think we dunked on his face tattoo as well. <laughs> like, it's very cool. But, but it's like, again. It's a choice, my the friend. The thought <laughs> process you have to go through to get a fucking half-face skull tattoo. Well, it's, it's doubly funny because, like, of but that the has, like, an weird, eyebrow slot. <laughs> of, this, of this, like, character change that, like, Hunter has gone through where, like, he's basically become, like, hardcore dad now. Yeah, and he's, like, very responsible. He's, like, the one who's, like, the voice of reason and very responsible in this group. And it's, like, <laughs> he got a tattoo. you're when, the one with the face tattoo. Yeah, yeah, he got a tattoo when he thought he was Rambo. And now he's, like, a dad <laughs> with a child. Yeah, it's and very he co-parents with a bunch of other people. It's very good. I love it. Uh, Wanda Sykes' character is great. Again, we get... Not really an introduction to her. It's just kind of like she's there and then leaves. And then Sid is like, she's a cool pirate. And we're like, great. We Which, love it. From this show, we know that she's going to be a feature now. So we have yeah, this from new the character. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and then also just like the way the show works. It doesn't, again, like we've been saying, it doesn't introduce unnecessary information. It's not just like, hey, this is a cool character anyway. You're never going to see her again. <laughs> like, um, So yeah, uh, that it was interesting. Um, yeah, we get a, I, new, a new friend. Um, I love that, uh, and again, they just don't waste any time with no. this, and I like that instead of introducing her in an episode where she's relevant, they introduce her in an episode where she's kind of just there and then leaves. I don't know, like it's a, it serves so much for, like, a continuity, like, okay, clearly, like, Sid knows this person, and yeah. then I, she's probably gonna come back in the next episode, honestly. Yeah, I Um, but yeah, I, I like going forward from that, that, right, so they're given this, um, We this have another, job. one of our first important conversations here, which is, um... Sid kind of floats this idea of like, listen, it's a, a matter of time before the Empire gets toward Mentel, and then my jig is up, and I want to be able to the like news con- is out. They finally they found finally me. find me. Um, yeah, I want to continue living, and I want a future, and like the way to do that is money. Yeah, um, you're gonna buy your freedom. Yeah, I I really liked that line, and I liked that it was um kind of opposed by Hunter being like, we're already free, and Sid's <laughs> like, well, you are for now, but soon. Like there's a basically there is a force coming that you cannot reckon like, with on your none own. None of us can stop. Yeah. yeah. Um. And her and her way of coping with that is I'm going to secure myself. Yeah. Um. Which is fair. Yeah. Uh. But obviously, it this conversation kind of gives birth to the greater conversation between Hunter and Echo of like we need to do something about this. Yeah. Um, later in well the ship. yeah it's essentially and I, I i don't know i like this scene a lot because i like that we're also getting like a little bit more i don't know gusto from like i guess the secondary i say in quotes batch members like mm-hmm. mostly because in the last season we focused really hard on hunter and omega yeah um but i like that hunter is like straight up no he's like we're not doing this and then walks away yeah. because his understanding is obviously that he is the leader of this group and i like that all of the other ones are like talking to sid and they're just like I've come to a vote amongst themselves yeah. and they're just like, actually, no, we think this is a good idea. And I like that Hunter uh, has to go along with it. Yeah. Like, I like that they're kind of like not letting themselves just like not make decisions that they don't agree yeah. with. Um, yeah. Again, it was like Hunter's immediate no. And then them being like, well, let's think about it. Um, that really cemented to me that like, okay, they're established. They kind of like have an idea of how this world works now and they're going for it um very good uh yeah and i again i like that we're kind of like understanding that everyone in the batch has like a different opinion of like why they need this money exactly and like again we're like seeing their different characters they're allowed to be those different characters and they have opinions that they're going to act on now instead of just being you know chill with whatever hunter Mm -hmm. wants to do um so obviously they vote and hunter isn't uh, happy about it and they do end up going to uh sereno i almost said serrano i continually want to say serrano the pepper planet the pepper planet (laughs) um so serrano we've actually seen before we have a couple of times in clone wars but it's mostly the same exterior shot Mm. at night of dooku's like palace um so we haven't really seen much of the planet yeah itself. i was gonna say in keeping with theme with a lot of the places that we've kind of seen before and have put previously um seen in clone wars and and are visiting in bad batch we get to see more of it yeah um, and i am 
delighted. <laughs> it, well, it's so good. It just like, again, it contributes a lot to the cohesiveness and the continuity of the world that we're in. Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of the times in like a fantasy type sci-fi world, we people kind of go overboard with the creativity in that like they're like oh we need to visit a new planet and come up with a new thing and it's yeah. like let's, let's see older stuff let's yeah. see stuff we've seen before and flesh that out a little bit more. i like that it's i mean it's just continuing to give context to things that we've already seen exactly. before and it just does it in a really seamless lovely way so yes the, essentially the mission to serrano obviously as we know is that they're going after you after so dooku is dead we know because he got beheaded yes. um by anakin <laughs> um i guess somewhat recently in this yeah, uh, in, in this the, timeline. In the grand scheme of things, um, yeah. So, right, so Dooku has, I guess, all of his weird spoils of war that uh, the Empire is taking away. Yes. Um, I And then we just, but we get such an immediate, so they land on Sereno, mm-hmm. and then they see, like, what was the city, main city there, and I love this shot. It's so good, because, like, uh, again, we're seeing trees that we, like, didn't really see because it was nighttime previously every time we've seen this mm-hmm. place, uh, and they're all, like, teal, teal mm-hmm. leaves and i love that the city in them it almost looks like a bleached coral reef like it's yeah. just kind of like devoid of color and like is, is obviously so- de- destroyed is it supposed to be like covered in ash is that what it is it, or is it just that like the buildings were like, I, it burned do- i think it just looks like yeah like blown up and destroyed oh, okay um, to me it looked like it was covered in ash I mean, that's cool. like it was where the building is supposed to be. They're uh, all like the same color gray. Okay. That's why I feel I thought. Yeah. That I mean, were. that's a solid choice, but I, I like that. Essentially, this is sort of like a nice moment of environmental storytelling, which yeah. prompts obviously Omega to be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. You know how she says fuck. Yeah. Um, she's she's in her fuck era. She's, she's in her fuck era as a 12 year old. She's uh, getting rough and rowdy with it. Um, And I like that they get to talk about um, that the city was bombed out by an imperial orbital bombardment, Mm -hmm. uh, which is like, and I like that they're like exactly what happened on Kamino. And I like that, again, we get to have a fun little Mm -hmm. understanding of like separatist or republic. It doesn't fucking matter. Everyone got like axed by the empire, essentially. You were either with the empire Um, or you were dead. Yeah. And this kind of like obviously is the, the start of these ongoing conversations we have about like the people and what happened to them. Yeah. And like the effects of war on yeah. a planet um so they go through a lot of action we get to see the uh um container transports which like I, oh yeah i, I just love it okay i just like in real life love watching big container ships come through sure it, they're just fun yeah. I just the sky the scale of it is so wild to me i love that we have an equivalent in star wars now and i think they're even bigger than they are like irl we've, <laughs> we've seen container ships before in one point in rebels because mm-hmm. they're triangles i call them dorito ships but i like i don't think we've ever really seen them in the way that we've seen them in these episodes mm-hmm. and i said this when we were watching it because you see it from above yeah. you see three of them mm-hmm. and you're like oh, it's a pretty big mm-hmm. and then they get down there and the containers are like Huge. so much fucking bigger than i would yeah. have thought and like god i love animation because you can play with like <laughs> that concept of scale uh-huh. is like you know a lot of what design is is playing with contrasts of things so like the fact that these containers are so fucking huge and they're so small in comparison to them is like oh i really understand like the massive wealth that dooku which is a huge where do you even fucking store that much stuff guys (laughs) i mean not everything is a has to be conversation in the exposition of something so like obviously we we can infer this from the size again of these containers but like again that's such a heavy it had to be so uh almost larger than life um it, because of the conversations that follow this about yeah. this massive wealth that like yeah. Dooku as a separatist and as kind of a war criminal has yeah, achieved. Yeah, a full <laughs> old man war criminal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I like, I mean, because we're going forward and obviously they snook in, snook? They snook. They snook. Um, they they sneak into uh, one of the containers. Yeah. And they're just like, I, I think Omega and like Echo and Tech are having a conversation, right? Uh, of just like, well, how much do we need? And they're like, it's not about amount. It's about like finding the specific things that cost a lot of money because like we only need a fraction of it Mm -hmm. and that's like a huge amount and it's again like we're essentially painting the picture of like how much money this is like in a very specific way i think they did a really good job with that yeah and i love that again they were like we only need a few of these things for us to be okay basically yeah um and then you zoom back out and it's like there are there's hundreds of these containers and they're huge um, but yeah, we, we have this first conversation about like Omega's very curious and like uh, she asks good questions, yeah. obviously. And she's like, I don't understand. Like, how, how could you have this much money? Like, that's wild, which is like truly like kind of what all of us are, are thinking. Um, 
she kind of retains this like a little bit of a proxy character yeah uh in this season um which i, which I enjoy yeah um, i mean i think it's a great mm-hmm. it, yeah uh i think it's a great um yeah <laughs> sick <laughs> eloquent um no <laughs> it is good uh but like i like that tech is the one who like is i, I like that it's coming from him uh because he's a very practical like we've seen him before kind of maybe focusing more on like the money side of a job that they're doing whereas like echo focuses a lot on like oh we're gonna help these people tech is like and we're gonna get paid doing it like i love that this point comes from him that he's just like dooku like exploited the worlds that he yeah, controlled and took over exploited extorted controlled yeah i just multiple planets. i just love that this is coming from an object like one of the most objective uh sources yeah. on this because it's not it can't be excused as like oh well he's just mad or like yeah. which like don't excuse that like that's don't do that but i love that they're they're making this choice for beyond it to a be shadow an of objective thing yeah. of like this is a fact again to that point right i mean because like echo is part of this conversation but it's not as much he becomes a more important thing later yeah um but again we've seen echo be like obviously an outright sort of like pro rebellion anti-imperial mm-hmm. like altruistic extremely upright moral person to like a point right and like he had to reckon with that in the last season but like if he was the one who was like this was taken from like by exploiting and extorting people Mm -hmm. and like stealing essentially planets and people's resources um not that it would have been bad it would have made sense for his character but again the fact that it's coming from tech who is like incredibly objective and like to the point in factual is like this is a fact this is not an opinion yeah it is not you know echo being it's not a characterization like, no it's not echo being upset about something it is text stating a fact that this is what happened yeah. and it's not okay yeah and again we get to have this conversation now contrasted with or with the context of like how much wealth this is right because now we yeah. understand the scale well and i love too that like echo's not he's still part of that conversation like you said and he kind of adds like that's what happens when people are corrupt they do things like this and they steal and they you know uh exploit things that's what they could do yeah. Um, which I mean goes further to his point, which like we didn't even talk about this conversation that they have in the ship. Um, oh yeah, where Echo's like, "Listen, this wealth has to be a means to an end. Like, it can't just be about us." Yeah. Um, I don't quite remember what he says ab- about Omega. But he's not like it's her fault. No, I think, and this is what's really interesting because I feel like that conversation was worded in such a way because uh-huh. Omega had to misunderstand. Yeah, and it had to be like a miscommunication yes. thing. Um, but. Yeah, it's um, Echo is saying that it kind of just needs to be used for something. Yeah, um, yeah, but she does misunderstand. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, we should speed through some of these things. Oh yeah. To be fair, there's a lot of action in like the yeah. back half of the first episode. That's true. Yeah. Like we get introduced to this guy who's just named Captain Wilco. Like he's only important at the end of the second episode well he's really only important in these two episodes because uh, yeah he does um he get die <laughs> um yeah it's like it's just i think like most of the f- we have important stuff at the beginning of the first episode and the end of the second episode um kind of uh because after they get split up right mm-hmm. because echo tech and omega are stuck on the container mm-hmm. ship and hunter and wrecker are on the ground they're just being chased around for like (laughs) most of this time yeah um so i guess moving on to episode two Mm um we just i'm there's so much action here um it's very fun is there anything you have to say about design of um of things or the way things look or i mean not at the moment again i feel like a lot of the cool shit that we saw was kind of in the front half and then back half of these two episodes um but yeah, oh my god, I'm kind of just realizing how much of these two episodes was like people running around. Classic <laughs> Bad Batch. Um, it's I very guess, fun though. Like when yeah. we were watching these episodes, I'm like, oh, this is going faster than I thought it would. Not that I thought it was going to be boring, no. but I'm like, you know, it, it, it's almost like in the blink of an eye, 27 minutes is up. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's um, over. I will say when our like kind of interesting conversations pick back up is when um, Omega, Tech, and Echo, uh, they are able to escape the ship in a container. Uh, Tech breaks his leg uh which is crazy and then they are able to get out and they meet a character named romar yes um who's another another new character who i'm calling now will be a recurring character oh interesting i wouldn't have thought that but i'm maybe i'll i'll take some money on that i'll take some money i'll I'll take take a bet on that give me your money right now (laughs) hand it to me um but yeah so i i I don't know i think romar is kind of like another proxy 
he kind of is like someone who not proxy but he like is um a way to start asking questions yeah i guess yeah um he's interesting he's a narrative device there we go <laughs> um yeah no i i love that we don't even just stop with the conversation of like yeah dooku exploited things uh, and people and and got this that's how he got this wealth and they're like anyway let's steal it yeah <laughs> like, i love that we start having the conversation with romar where it's like well do we have a claim on it then like yeah. and, and what are we gonna do with it and i love that tech is like well again so practical he's like well we never really had it in the first place, yeah, so we're it, not really better. We're the same it, as we, we would were. net zero. Like it wouldn't yeah. be bad or good. Yeah, and I like that. Echoes like I disagree, and I'm yeah. like, and I like that because so, at some point during their conversation, Omega goes down into the basement and is yeah. like hanging out with Romar, which is a wild thing to do. But I like that you can hear them arguing still <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like. I don't know. Romar is an interesting character because, like, I, I also like that. Like, he kind of brings into this. A conversation to about like obviously things that were stolen but he's also talking about like people's culture too mm-hmm. as kind of something that was lost and not even again- with the empire but like he's like because i think um someone brings it up when he's like has that machine and tech is working on it and he's just like oh even before the separatists were here like we were here yeah and it's and people seem to forget that yeah and then tech's like i never thought about it like that and i'm like <laughs> Thank you for bringing up this goddamn conversation. <laughs> the whole time they're having a conversation, we were just like, fuck, yeah, yeah fuck, yeah. yes. <laughs> Talk about people who are forgotten, whose land was stolen, whose well, resources and culture were forgotten. Like Another thing that I love about this conversation. Not forgotten, overwritten. Yeah. Another thing I absolutely love about this conversation is that like you brought this character in and you've, he's very interesting. Like he's not just like, I'm just an old man who lives in the forest. Like, <laughs> do you need help? <laughs> like he's, he's seems to be kind of like, uh, I, you know, I wanted to be out here because uh, it's safer. And like, you know, I have, he has a bunch of like things in his shop. Like he looks like he's a tinkerer and yeah. maybe a toy maker at some point. I don't know what, I, there's no children in the forest. So I don't know. Well, I mean, like he toys lived to. near a city. Oh, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> he just lives alone. Um, But I love that. Like they've brought this character in and he feels very full. Like he feels like a person. He feels yeah. like a character, uh, a fleshed out character. And he's the one ex- like, telling them that like you know there are people here rather than them coming to that conclusion themselves and being essentially skipping over like a voice of the people yeah like they're not saying that there's a person here that lived it that's yeah Yeah. being given and is telling them that like we so much of what we lost is arts culture music all of these things like and you know it's a, it's a huge loss which is like why he's trying to recover it and i like that tech is just like i never thought about it like that yeah wh- okay which is the correct response yes and um, then like proceeds to help him regain like something yeah something that he could help with yeah exactly um i, I also really like the little moment between um romar and omega where he gives her this kaleidoscope yeah which is such a kid like i remember just like spending hours staring into a kaleidoscope yeah. when i was a kid um because we were normal children <laughs> <laughs> um but i love the idea that the first thing she asks him is like whoa there's jewels in here like she's like oh wealth like yeah. a physical thing and he's just like it's a toy have fun with it like yeah. no it's just like glass um I-, I love that she's kind of having to be taught to be a kid yeah which is like fair i mean she didn't really have that. She didn't really have that. Also, like, her parents are doing their best, but they're also war people, so... They're also just a bunch <laughs> of ex-Marines, essentially. They're trying, but they have limited uh, ability. Um, but So I love that she's getting this kind of... Um, I just... I love the visual and the... I, I just like the kaleidoscope so much because it's something yeah. that's, like, you can only look, you can't touch, and it's not valuable in itself. Yeah. It's just look at this beauty but Isn't it's this beautiful cool? yeah. yeah and i like that that comes back at the end of this episode because i love i mean obviously omega's kind of like the little story here is very much like a it's just kind of like let's talk about greed and like omega kind of like understanding the difference between like i it, i mean you said this uh kind of at the end of this episode when like she's gone on her own uh to get the wealth and echo has to go after her it's a very like indiana jones last crusade moment and like having to let go of those things but i love that like yeah the kaleidoscope becomes just like it's not valuable except for the fact that it adds to your enjoyment of life and like it's something like that is something valuable in and of itself and i love that that adds also to the conversation of like how important like arts and culture are to people exactly like wealth isn't anything if you don't have that yeah um these episodes are just like weirdly poignant and by weirdly i mean like 
complimentary i love it like yeah <laughs> it's not weird like Bad. strange it's, it's weird it's, like uh, we don't get a lot of this <laughs> yeah um things like this are rarely this kind of deep yeah uh, yeah so we have those kind of interesting um conversations uh um and then you know more disaster strikes yeah i like i guess we can skip to kind of like the bit that i was talking about that the end of this episode where like uh hunter and wrecker are on the ship on their way to them uh and echo well tech can't help because he's got a broken leg but he's been shooting people uh and echo and um omega are repelling and trying to get out of the like cargo container yeah um if there's anything you want to talk about specifically Mm, um i mean i i do like that like tech gets injured i mean i i love that kind of um angst yes i'm (laughs) unabashedly it's, it's good i feel like we rarely get that kind of thing in um i'm not gonna say they play it up here because like they i don't think they do it's not like it's enough though it's enough though it's, it's enough more than we usually get writers to give <laughs> to something to me yeah for me specifically <laughs> i'm not gonna write it but you guys write it. i'll read it <laughs> i'll read it um, um i guess like the other important conversation we get to have here is like when omega has that sort of outburst of like we need this because like it's because of me that we're yeah. in this situation. And she's like, I heard what you said on the ship and it's because of me and, and without me, you would have had normal lives. And I'm like, well, they wouldn't, but yeah. good so thought. That conversation and the conversation that Echo, which like, I love that like when they're in the ship again at the end, mm-hmm. that Echo like comes and does like a parent talk with her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I love this a lot. I don't know. Like, again, I like that we're really tapping into like the emotionality of these characters and we're not like pulling punches of like oh we're just not going to talk about it because we're like big soldier boys it's like no we're just going to share a knowing look and leave (laughs) yeah no it's good um i do want to talk about uh i want to talk about omega's motivation for being so um i guess visually greedy like we know she's not like oh i just want a lot of money so i can buy stuff like we know that's (laughs) not her motivation um but before the her true motivation does come out like it's it's i guess it's a little bit of a question and it's i guess still kind of an innocent thing on her part where she's like oh well this is just what echo wants and like you know until she kind of spills the beans and is like well i just i feel bad because i ruined your life or like i feel like i ruined your life um so like even in her like i love that they're kind of basically painting the picture that like even if your lust for greed lust for money is well-intentioned it is still kind of a corrupting thing like you are still you need to choose between like two things you know Uh, i also really like these lines like at the end of that conversation where like I, i specifically just like it doesn't matter what happened. Like you say, you saved us from a life with the empire and Mm -hmm. B like we would do it all over again. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that's such a really, really sweet sentiment. And again, I love that. Like it's this really almost like quiet emotionality that like, I don't know, I think is really endearing to me when it comes to echo. Cause it's just like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And like, you're not pulling punches with that and it's incredibly sweet. And I feel like that's such a, an e- like not an easy way to reassure someone but like again with I, the fact that we don't have excess dialogue in this yeah they give us just, just enough i love yeah i love the one-two punch of like well are you you basically saved i like that he's basically logically reassuring her he's like well you saved us from a life with the empire like we would have been like mindless like drones at that point or like we've just been doing things because we were being told to do them and also even if you didn't we would still have done it all over again like could, just because we love you yep. very much so yeah like, I, I love that he logically reassures her and then emotionally is like, yeah. we just like you a lot. Yeah, you're pretty cool. We just think you're neat. Just... <laughs> I just think he's neat. Uh, the show is good. It's so good. And I like that we go from that very sweet conversation. And again, it's kind of like, we talk about this in our first season too, where it kind of goes between like these very tense moments to like these very quiet moments. And I like that this show is not afraid to give us quiet moments, even though it's short. It's like 27 minutes. Whereas I feel like other shows probably are like every 27 minute has to be action packed, high octane. And this is like, we're going to kind of roll into like a sweeter, quieter moment here because it is important for our characters. Yeah. Uh, And I really like, I feel like that conversation promises a lot for this season with these characters. And again, like for me being an echo bitch, like <laughs> again, the, we kind of have to read into it a little bit as these are the episodes setting the tone for the next, for this coming season. Like what do we get from this? We obviously are going to have some 
hard conversations and we're having this conflict between what they want to do kind of set up and you know it just yeah I think it sets a very good tone um it's it's pointed enough that we know kind of where we're going at this point but it's not like too simple yeah uh tones tones very good tones good vibes great um and then i love that we just go straight into a kind of a batshit quick scene here at the end which like again i love that we get to see rampart uh, at the end of this episode because if we didn't see him at all i would have been confused um and we saw just enough of him Mm -hmm. um i love that he is showing his cards immediately (laughs) oh absolutely it's honestly surprised me a little bit this conversation that he has with captain wilco because that random man (laughs) obviously he's here and captain wilco's like you're here because we fucked up i'm sorry um we're trying (laughs) to fix it um and he's just like i'm not here because you fucked up like you did but i'm not here because of that um (laughs) i'm here because i'm trying to save my own ass yeah yeah. i thought he was gonna be like we need to hunt them down but he's literally just like we have to erase all reports of them. I, I don't want to lose my job. It's such an interesting diversion because I feel like what we've seen up into this point is that he's like a super go-getter. He's really like uh, able to like play the game of this like whole war thing. But he also seems like someone who's like really pushing for like he does stuff, not necessarily the by the book, but like he's he's a guy of the empire. They like mm-hmm. people who like do empire the shit. way the empire does shit. Uh, and I love I that love, he. I love do empire. <laughs> They're like, Please. can I have job? I love do empire. What do you think? What do you love about the empire? I love, I love do empire. I love do empire. <laughs> They're like, you got the job. I Start lo- Monday. I love being on camera. <laughs> um, but I love that Rampart is just like he's gone. He's kind of going off script here, and I love that I we this conversation started, and we we're like, that guy's gonna die. <laughs> Oh, I mean, immediately you could tell. That guy's going to fucking die. He's going to fucking die. He's named, but he's not like fleshed out at all to the point where you're like, okay, maybe he's just like a character in this. Like, you're, no, he's going to die. He's yeah, got a name, yeah. but he's going to die. And I love that they almost do a little like mix him up where he's like, okay. So we thought like, oh, we're going to go after the batch. No, it's not that. He's just like, just take them out of your report because like, then my report to Tarkin would be incorrect and we can't have that. Yeah. And I love that he starts to walk away like, yes, you're going to do what I say because I'm your boss and I'm terrifying. Um, and I love that Wilco is like, I can't do that, sir. I can't falsify, falsify a report. And then he's just like, oh, okay. I, I love that like we're, sep- we're starting to separate like people that have kind of been brainwashed or just yeah. like accepted. Uh, they're kind of starting to this. wake up or just like be like, uh, I don't know. They're kind of continuing to just be the good people that they are. are. Yeah. And the separation between that and someone who is truly out only for selfish yeah. gain and doesn't give a fuck what he has to do to retain his power um i also love the juxtaposition of this little situation with rampart and the rest of the episode um having these conversations about uh greed and power greed and power and and like are we gonna be self um are we gonna be self-preserving here are we only doing it to hide away and like protect ourselves or are we going to turn around and be altruistic and help others? Yeah. Um, and then we have immediately like Rampart being like, I'm the most self-preserving bitch ever. Yeah. Um, I'm the selfish. most important person is me. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> I love that dichotomy. And obviously like that existed before. Yeah. But now that the batch knows who they are, they're being faced with this question. And clearly Rampart has already been faced with this question in his life and chosen to be a selfish bitch. About yeah. It. And it's like, I mean, it's like batch knows who they are and are like confident in that and are pushing to that and then are like asking more questions of like can we is it for us or are we doing it for other people and then we have charlie rampart who like has a hundred percent known what he is and he's only ever going to do it for himself yeah and it's just like it's so good and like again kind of what you said like i love that they sneak in the little thing again about like clones and like their autonomy and their choices as, as like just a big old nod obviously to the entire last season like obviously i don't think inhibitor chips are really going to be as much of a conversation point because we've kind of done that but like i'm sure when crosshair comes back we'll have another conversation about choices um but i like that this guy like yeah kind of in what we saw in hauser and fuck i hope to god with cody uh that there are good people i'm so scared i have fears and i guess this is a great thing to transition into which is that like predictions for what's coming Mm -hmm. holy shit i'm very scared for cody (sighs) 
The cryptic tweets that the crew keeps doing? I hate it. it, it yeah. Here's what I'm going to say right mm-hmm. now. I think Cody's going to die. I think someone we care about like Rex is going to have to fucking kill him. And I'm going to cry a lot, but I'm going to high five. I'm going to go down the line like at the end of a Little League <laughs> game, game and high five. Because holy shit, I know it'll be so, so good. Here, yeah, I was going to say, here's the thing. I'm like simultaneously really hoping for that and simultaneously really, uh, really Just, hoping it doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I would love if Rex and Cody high-fived and walked into the sunset and Together, drank like margaritas yeah. and yeah. had Hawaiian shirts on. Yeah. Like, I would love if that was their life. It's not, but I can dream. It's not It's not going to. And like, um, they, they, they must have like a, a confrontation at Absolutely. the end. Or well, he, like, I don't know. Maybe he indirectly things, kills right? him because or like, whatever. Echo is our tried and true Republic bitch. Uh, obviously. I, I thought you were going to say Republican. <laughs> no. Um, no, he's our, our sort of like was the most like regular Republic yes. out of all of them. And I think this conversation between him and Hunter when it comes to like altruism versus like self-preservation is going to come to a head, obviously, at some point. And I think that might probably be tied into a greater conversation when it comes to like yeah, Cody and sure. Rex. Yeah. I need Cody and Rex to have a lot of conversations. I, I need, need Echo them. and Rex to have conversations. I need Cody and Rex to have a confrontation. If that um, doesn't happen, I'll be really upset. And if no one fucking hugs in this season, I'm going to throw a chair through a window. Hug your friends. Hug your dads. Like, again, <laughs> the moment that fucking killed me in Clone Wars season seven is like uh, when Ahsoka takes Rex's helmet off and, and he's, he's crying. crying. And it's just like, I want that tattooed on my whole face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most perfect moment of writing I've on ever seen in forehead, TV. Just, just like it, written out like descriptive yeah. text. <laughs> um... So I'm sure yeah. we're going to come into some sort of conflict with that, but I'm interested going forward and I like the conversations we're having. I want to I want to talk about Rimpar one more time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Your little meow meow? <laughs> Charlie? I just like his character so much. He's I mean, a he's good a villain. great fucking character. Such a good villain. So well written. So, so good. Um, I love that when he kills Captain Wilco, he like looks around after the fact to make sure no one's around. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like with a stone cold villain like this, a lot of the times we get just like a pointed stare straight towards like, there's no hesitation. There's no like, Oh shit kind of moment. But like, I love that we get just a like little facial expression of like, no one saw that. Right. Yeah. You know, like it, it, again, it, it contributes to him going full tilt unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see. That. I, and again, we kind of talked about that last season. Uh, with his like that that's where we hope rampart is going and i'm so delighted that it seems that he is going that hopes way. and prayers He's, that he becomes unhinged hopes and prayers out to the <laughs> mental ha- illness of Charlie rampart <laughs> um it's fine uh hopes and prayers to the gods of this show jennifer corbett and brad Rao and uh, the rest of the writing fives, team little league high fives dave loney all of them um, um Make this fucking killer. I mean, you already have. The episode's already They're done. like, we can't do anything about it now. <laughs> I hope you like it. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really fucking stoked. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I love the conversations we're having. It's already so cool. It's very good. And They're not pulling any punches. No. Also, sorry, additional thing yes. about Charlie. Yes. I love that. Uh, first of all, I kind of like that you don't see him shoot the guy. I mean, But you, you see, see him, him fall? Sh- you see him take a shot and you hear a noise which like i'm sure is kind of like a we can't show people getting shot yeah, on tv like even though it happened it. in clone wars like five hundred thousand times <laughs> but we see his body fall. but i fucking love the next shot where it is a, such a wide shot and you just see his body falling down at like a it's ravine. so creepy and eerie there is something like i didn't expect that mm-hmm. at all because that's like insult to injury like we know that he's dead the fact that either charlie rampart shot him in a way where he fell backwards or he fucking picked up his body and threw it over the edge is like i think he fell backwards i would just like it's just so <laughs> Rampart's just like rolling his <laughs> like I just like someone's like what are you doing <laughs> it's like nothing um <laughs> not getting rid of a body um like, I didn't I didn't assume okay you were doing that but He's now like, I do <laughs> <laughs> um but it's just so sinister like it just adds so much I don't know like it's crazy well, it's also very calculated because like yeah now it's not like he shot him in his office where you have to like get the body out yeah no like, he shot him he in the shot him and, he, and then threw he, him down he a let ravine. gravity do the work for him it, um, he didn't i didn't kill him gravity killed him <laughs> i didn't kill him he fell off the thing i'm surprised he didn't just push him i would have well he may have screamed but why wouldn't you knock him out and then push him over this is not a great conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah how to murder a man the best way <laughs> by charlie rampart <laughs> admiral how to do a crime um <laughs> 
Uh, I think we can not talk about themes since we've already talked about themes. Yeah, we kind of all talked about it um, just all together in a in a sort of narrative stew. Hmm. Um, a chipino, if you will. <laughs> narrative chipino. We got the mussels. We got the clams. We got the the broth. Whatever else you put in chipino, like literally any seafood. It's good. Oh no, my chipino. I'm sorry. Um, we'll get you your chipino. Uh, I don't have any extra thoughts, um, um, except for that design is good and great, and there are some really fucking fantastic shots. Can we talk about that Romar was Joe from The Princess Diaries? Yes, we can talk about that Romar was Joe from Princess <laughs> Diaries. And by talk about it, I just, just say it. And the fact that yeah. we were like, this is someone. I was like, we this say, is that guy from Princess Diaries. For context, we say, we play a lot of video games, obviously. <laughs> um, video games. Video um, games. And we say that about every fucking character we encounter in any video game. It's just like this is someone um and then becca was like i'm usually really good at it that guy from princess diaries and i just listen and go (gasps) (gasps) and then grabbed your arm yes and you were right it was okay i think that's everything for this episode thank you so much for joining us for our premiere of our season two episodes we will be publishing episodes every monday now after obviously the wednesday premiere um so join us next time for our episode um is it episode two or three? I guess it's, it's episode three. two. Well, three, yeah. Um, which is called The Solitary Clone. I'm scared. Which it... it mm, I don't like it. An omen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also Instagram and Twitter at The Batch Pod. So if you like story and you like Star Wars, then tune in for the next episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. Bye! Bye.